0: Welcome to the Fresh Start Church Podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. Here you'll find preached messages from our pastors. We pray that the spirit of revival is imparted to you as you listen. To watch live, check us out on YouTube or visit our website at freshstartaz.com. And to stay connected with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I wanna read our text today out of 2 Corinthians chapter eight. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 in the Passion Translation. I'm going to be using that a lot today, but this really spoke to me. Paul speaking to the church of Corinth. He said, Beloved ones, we must tell you about the grace God poured out upon the churches of Macedonia. For even during season of severe difficulty and tremendous suffering, they became even more filled with joy for the depth of their extreme poverty superabundant joy overflowed into an act of extravagant generosity to go with this i want to also go over to philippians chapter 4 and read out of um beginning in verse 10. Paul, again, speaking to the church of Philippi, which is actually one of the churches of Macedonia. Macedonia is a region. Paul says, my heart overflows with joy when I think about how you showed your love to me by your financial support of my ministry. For even though I have so you have so little, you still continue to help at every opportunity. I'm not telling you this because I am in need for I have learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. For I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. Now, this is important right here for where we're going today. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. You've so graciously provided my essential needs during this season of difficulty. If you'd allow me a few moments this morning, I want to deal with the subject of dealing with a difficult season. Dealing with a difficult season. Lord, let your word come alive to us today, I pray. In Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord one more awesome praise today. Hallelujah. So a few weeks ago, well, actually it's been now eight weeks, nine weeks, I think nine Sundays. This will be the nice Sunday, eight weeks. When I stepped through the threshold of my, my house and in my garage and had this weird fall, which I've, I've had a prosthetic for 16 years. I had maybe really fallen in 16 years, maybe 30 times. He said that in 16 years, never been hurt one time. Oh, you just pop right back up. That's what you do when you fall down, right? You get up. And that's what I have always did. But this morning, that morning was a little different because when I fell, and I'm not, I'm not going to take you through the whole gory story, but I fell, and, and fract- the, the nice way to say it is I fractured my femur, the femur on my, uh, my amputated leg. And, um, and so, so obviously been dealing with that for several weeks, but finally got into surgery, and now I got a rod in my leg and screws in my leg, and it's really cool. I have x-rays to prove it, and I thought, this is all I need. One more thing that I have to tell them when I go to the airport. <laughs> I have a rod on my leg, and I wear a prosthetic. <laughs> and so we were dealing with that, moving right along. Things went well. By the way, my, my, my leg has healed up very well. I just got dismissed from the surgeon this week. So we thank the Lord for that. But, uh, but in the process of all of this, I was getting ready to get fitted uh, with a temporary prosthetic uh, so I could, you know, get back on my feet and begin to walk again because, you know, you have to, you know, go through time of, you know, the swelling and all the different things going on. So I was going to get a new socket. And in the middle of that, the day I was going to begin that process, I was in the shower and I had two discs in my back slip. And it's the craziest thing. And uh, so in, in actuality, I'm, I'm dealing more with that, trying to get that healed up. And I finally, I finally got in with a good pro, uh, a chiropractor, and she's really helping me. I really believe she's got healing hands. She's a believer. And I was leaving her office this last week, and she prays over me every time she gets to give me an adjustment. And I said, man, it, just, it doesn't seem like it's moving. You know, you want things like, you know, you want to you get an adjustment and like being turning cartwheels right out of the place, you know. And um, apparently, it's a pretty, pretty bad, it was a pretty bad slip. And, and anyway, um, so on, on the way out, you know, we prayed. And she said, now, don't negate don't spiritual warfare, Pastor. Hey. And uh, so, so anyway, I'm working through So that's my difficult season. Now, we've all been through difficult seasons. We've been born through that. That's really what I'm going through is just kind of temporary inconvenience. But, uh, but we've all been through difficult seasons, and I, and I just I couldn't get away from this concept because when I was reading, I've had a lot of time to read. <laughs> and so I've been reading a lot. I'm like, I'm like, you know, four weeks ahead of my Bible reading. <laughs> Feel pretty good about that. And, um, but I, kept, I, I came across this phrase twice about a season of difficulty, a season of difficulty, I couldn't shake it and I couldn't get away from it. Now, I, 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 I begin to see something in my spirit because if y'all remember several weeks ago when we were talking about seven, the, the revival weekend, we were talking about moving into year seven and the Lord spoke to me. I felt like I said, it's going to be a year of dynamic, uh, visible manifestations, but it's also going to be a time, it's going to be demanding. It's going to put a demand on our spiritual capacity, and and so I I I I begin to think about that concept, the demand on spiritual capacity, and 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 correlating uh, that together with a difficult season, a difficult season. You know, the word demanding means to require much skill and continuous effort. When something is demanding, it means to push to a higher standard. to push to a higher standard. I mean, we, we know enough around here after seven years or after six years and into the seventh year of revival that revival is demanding. That's not for sissies. True revivalists understand this because, because you see, when you talk about spiritual capacity, we're not just talking about our ability to engage in other levels of spirituality, as far as oh, we can we can worship longer, we can praise longer, we can pray longer, we can be more intense, we 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 understand spiritual capacity, we can take on heavy doses of revelation. I believe this church can do all of that because in the last six years we have increased our spiritual capacity. Capacity, And so what that does is that help you engage in spiritual dynamics for a longer length of time and stay focused and engaged and in intensity. Yes. But we also have to understand that spiritual capacity has, has must be increased because it helps us develop our ability in difficult situations and difficult times. In other words, we need to know how to deal with the battle. As well as we do just to get into God's presence and get in God's house and have an amazing time. This week is going to be explosive. Every service, every session is going to be full of the dynamic power and moving of the Holy Spirit. I have no doubt about that. But we have to understand there's another side of this. And another way that God increases our spiritual capacity is he gives, is He grows us through in, in difficult situations. Seasons that we will be able to get through the battle not just surviving but into revival You know our, our, our Bible is very clear That the end times will be, be demanding times There's going to be a lot put on the church there's going to be a lot put on the church. My 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 concern with that is that the church is running behind in spiritual capacity to deal with a difficult season. This 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 is why we need revival. Is we need to be able to 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 be prepared For the difficult times that lie ahead. I've been saying it for six years. Revival is war. The devil hates it. God wants it. So we fight for it. You fight for it. You fight for every bit of it. It's not a free thing. It's not a cheap thing. You got to fight for every bit of it. So one of the aspects of of, of increasing spiritual capacity is the ability to navigate a difficult season. A difficult season is when a demand is put on our last place of increase or growth. As a revivalist, nothing in our life is random. Nothing's random. It's very strategic. As simple as me stepping through the threshold and falling and fracturing my femur, which is really a, a, nice, a nice way of saying I broke the sucker in half. He said, that, that must have hurt. It hurt like H-E-L-L hockey sticks, it hurt. But I was glad I was more sanctified and I, I said, yeah, uh, Hallelujah. Or something like that. It's during during these difficult seasons that God is, is, is... And I know this is simplistic, but just walk with me. It's the seasons in which... There is deep growth, deep change. It's it's the season where we experience this increase of capacity to endure, it's where the fruit of the Spirit is cultivated. You see, the gifts of the Spirit are activated. They are gifts. They are given to those who have the measure of faith to receive them. But they're activated. We have access to the full law, But the fruit of the Spirit is cultivated. It is brought to us by Holy Spirit... But it is cultivated. What cultivated? Difficulty. Look, Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit, and the word fruit there, according to the, the notes in, in your, uh, the passage translation, is it can be harvest. But the fruit produced by Holy Spirit within you is is divine love and all varieties express joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit. See, understand, spiritual capacity is not a goal. It's a journey. Spiritual capacity is not attained because I've gotten, this, I've gotten to a certain level in my worship or a certain level in my praise or a certain level in my ability to understand. No, no. It, it is a journey that we are on together in sustained revival that we're in our place. Watch this. Watch this, What he goes on, he says, never set a law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. In other words, the fruit of the spirit, no matter, no matter how much you got, no matter how much love you got, joy you have, peace you have, no, 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 all the fruits of the spirit, you, you can have them and you're supposed to have them without limitation. In other words, your spiritual capacity never ends to experience more. So the bottom line is that difficult seasons are a part of our journey into more. She said, I want more. I want more. Difficult seasons is the part of the journey. As much as the dynamic part of it is. I'm trying to grow us today. So I got a prophetic word for you. Either you're going into a difficult season, you're coming out of a difficult season, or you're in a difficult season. It's just a part of the journey. Going back to our text, Paul said to the churches of Macedonia... Which were Philippi, Thessalonica, and Berea. This is during their difficult or during the season of a severe difficulty and tremendous suffering, this you, you became more filled. You became more filled with joy. When you really study the text, You see that in the churches of Macedonia, we're really pushing back against two regional spirits. One was the spirit of persecution and the other was the spirit of poverty. Both were manifesting to stop the church's ability to be involved in the apostolic assignment. Lord, help me say this. And the way they overcame and pushed back against the spirit of persecution and the spirit of poverty was that they began to manifest a spirit of perseverance and a spirit of generosity. That when, the, when those spirits pushed on them and said, you're gonna be broke and everybody around you is gonna be broke. And there's not going to be enough money to do what God has called the church to do. They pushed back with generosity. When persecution came, they got up under it and kept on moving. To me, the principle is is really clear. Spiritual capacity grows out of the soil of opposite tension <laughs> that's why we got to really watch what we pray for we've all heard that we all mom and dad always told be careful what you pray for be careful what you pray for because you see if you pray for joy you may have to deal with depression if you pray for hope you may have to deal with disappointment disappointment If you pray for faith, you may have to deal with impossibilities. If you pray for power, you may have to deal with weakness. If you pray for generosity, you may have to deal with, what am I saying? I'm saying you can't grow anything if you put it in the same soil. Put joy in joy and it's still joy. Put joy in depression and it rises and it grows. That ought to help you right there. You wonder, why am I facing this? Because God's trying to grow the opposite. I tell you, this thing ain't for sissies. If you're looking for the easy road, revival is the wrong road for you, my friend. My God, give me some fighters. Give me some people that say, I want more, even if I've got to fight for it. You know a difficult season can be spiritual it can be physical it can be financial it can be emotional it can be relational there's all kinds of difficult seasons but you know what I've learned in life you know how we always say oh it's all good how you doing oh it's all good how I many every time we do that we're probably lying Because you see, life just isn't like that. Now, life isn't all bad, but it's not all good either. You have to learn to navigate because sometimes it's good and bad. And when it's good and bad, you still got to put your trust in the Lord. And you still got to walk in joy. You still got to walk in peace. You still got to walk in hope. I'm trying to help somebody say, what's going on in my life? Maybe, maybe, just maybe you're going through a difficult season because you said, God, I want more. And he's taking you to the place of more. We just thought he'd just give us more. Man, if I'm going to go through hell, at least I want to smell a smoke on me. I want somebody to know I've been there and I came out. So here's the deal. As revivalists, as revivalists, we deal with seasons of difficulty differently than everybody else. You see, when a survivalist, and I'm not, and I'm not putting down survivalists because there's been some things I did just survive. And I thank God I survived. But there's a higher way. See, a survivalist says, I just need to get through this thing. If I could break through and just put this behind me. Life would be good. But a revivalist says, yes, I need breakthrough. And yes, I need to get through this. But it's not just about getting through it. It's about getting to it. Because if I'm going through a difficult season. Somewhere on the other side of the difficult season is something I've never had before. See, for revivalists, they understand that a difficult season is about changing positions for possession. I just come to tell you, don't settle. For survival, press on to revival. Press on to the more. Don't just get through it and have the same thing you had when you began the thing. A survivalist says, thank God I made it. A revivalist says, thank God I made it. Now pay pay up. Pay up. Pay up. Pay up. Y'all don't forget Job got double for the struggle. Don't just go through it, grow. Sometimes you just got to go through a mess to get to the miracle. Go over to 1 Thessalonians. Just want to read a couple of scriptures there. Chapter Five. Y'all doing all right. It's conference week. Don't be surprised. Be alert, stay clear-headed. I don't want you stumbling at the threshold. You know why I stumbled? You say, oh, the devil made you stumble. Ah, maybe. I've walked through that threshold hundreds of times. I got pretty comfortable with that threshold. I'd even step out of the light into the darkness and not even give it a second thought. Don't get comfortable in the threshold. God's wanting to push you into something this week that you've never been in before. Don't stumble at the threshold. Don't get too comfortable where you are. Don't stumble at the threshold. Let me give you a couple things here. But since we belong to the day we must stay alert and clear-headed by placing a breastplate of faith and love over our hearts and a helmet of hope of salvation over our thoughts you know when you're in a difficult season you better guard your emotions and you better guard your mind I would love to stand up here and tell you I've conquered all of these things that I'm talking about here But I haven't conquered them all but I'm growing in them I'm getting I'm getting uh, wise enough to know When the enemy's is trying to put all kinds of thoughts in your mind See when you're when you're when you're in a difficult situation you're in a difficult time you're a difficult season Then he will, will come along and he will he will try to number one get you to blame God He, he'll, he'll try to I, I brought my thing I'm not moving too much today so I, I haven't been using it much but I've been watching a little football and baseball and I noticed they got towels I'm thinking my god if 20,000 people 80,000 people can you see that's so stupid y'all waving your towels oh come on just to make religion mad we'll wave them We'll wave them if you can wave it for a football team you can wave it for the king of kings and the lord of lords I don't care every one of you can bring a towel. I don't care That was free Had nothing to do with what i'm talking about what oh they're going to be for sale Go by and take, pick up your towel, <laughs> conference towel. Okay, so, so this text that is read to you says here stay alert, clear headed by placing a breastplate of faith and love over your hearts. So, heart is the place of emotion, feelings run rampant. When you're, when you're in a difficult sea, I mean, you, oh, in one minute, you can be full of faith. And the next minute you can be so low. And then then that's when the enemy likes to jump in and feed our our negative emotions about God. So when you're going through a difficult season, if, if you're going to do anything, hold on to the goodness of God. Hold on to the fact that God is good and he does all things well and he's not mad at you. He's not punishing you. You're just going through a difficult season. If you can keep your faith right, keep your mind right, keep your emotions right. Good news. Seasons are only temporary. A season was never meant to be permanent. A season was meant to produce something and end. Hey, so I may look a little awkward up here today because it's awkward, I'm telling you. Don't stumble in the threshold. Cover your thoughts, cover your emotions. You know, one of the things that we, and I'm talking about my wife and I and our family that 16 years ago when I had the initial accident and I I had uh, lost my left leg to amputation was that the question is not just why, but what's next. This is important because you see a survivalist will say, why did that happen to me? Why am I going through this? But a revivalist says, Lord, when you're ready to tell me, I would really like to know why. But you know what? More than anything else, I want to know what's next. I want to know what I'm going to get out of this. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Because I'm not going through all of this for nothing. I don't need your sympathy. I don't need you to just feel sorry for me. All I want to know, God, I know it's temporary. I'm coming out of this thing. And when I do what? is next so I just come to tell you don't forget the spoil spoil yeah don't you know you ever read your Bible the Bible talks about spoil the spoil of battle the spoil of battle is what was divided after the victory was after the battle was won and the enemy was defeated, they went through and they picked up the spoils of battle. I said, Don't forget the spoil. Don't go through a battle and not get the spoil. Isaiah 53:12. God is speaking to Isaiah the prophet, and he says, Isaiah, therefore I, God, will give him, Jesus, a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong. You know who the strong are? The strong aren't the pretty. The strong aren't those that always have everything right. The strong are those that have been battle tested. The strong are those that have been nipping on their last leg but wouldn't stop the strong are those that said I can't run I can't walk so I'll crawl until I touch the hem of his garment Jesus said the victory the father said I give him his portion he will divide his spoils with the strong Hebrews 10, 35 and 6 says, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. See, See, Isaiah, when he's talking about dividing the spoil with the great, then we can see it's a prophetic picture. As a reward for those who refuse to throw away their confidence. See, God is observing how we deal with the difficult season. Because those that maintain their confidence, there's a great reward. A great reward. See, the first mention of spoils. Was in Genesis 14. It's when the invaders captured Sodom and Gomorrah and took Lot, Abraham's nephew, captive. And the Bible says that Abraham gathered his men of war. And he overtook them, and he brought back the spoils. We know that in Samuel chapter 30, after the Amalekites raided Ziklag. But David and his mighty men pursued and overtook and recovered all. They said it was David's spoil. Don't forget to spoil. It's got your name on it. Whatever you've been through, it's got your name on it. Don't forget to spoil. It was Jehoshaphat and his people. Who sent Judah first? And God came and brought a great victory. As his enemies turned against themselves. And for three days they picked up spoil. Oh, you may hear me. When God brings the victory, it took them three days. Walking through a defeated enemy camp, picking up the spoil, picking up the one day there's still more. Go back and get some more. Go back and get some more. Go back and get. Make hell pay. Make the enemy pay. You don't know how many times, and I said, Devil, you're going to pay for this. You're going to pay for this. I know it's all good because God is good. I know God's got my back. I know it's only temporary, but you're going to pay for this. You're going to pay for this. Ah. All I'm saying is, God wants us to possess. And to give us spiritual riches out of our warfare. We're supposed to emerge from battle with wagons loaded of spiritual resources. All I'm doing is I'm just admonishing you. Don't come out empty-handed. If you're going to go through it, you might as well go to it. So let me close with this today. Conference week. It's time for battle. In Romans 16, 20, Paul says... The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. I had just come to take this apostolic word and decree it. Fresh Star Church, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you no 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 you see you see romans 16:20 is a reference into genesis 3 15 where god is pronouncing a curse over the serpent after deceiving Eve and deceiving Adam and bringing humanity into the curse of sin. God pronounced a curse over him. It is called the first gospel that he declared over him war. He, 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 God cursed him and declared war between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he, Will crush your head, and you will bruise his heel. Come on, come on. See what Paul is doing out of Romans sixteen twenty is he is revealing to us the big picture. Of the serpent's defeat. First. We understand. He has been decisively defeated. By the cross. Of Jesus. Secondly. We understand he is being defeated. Through the church. Right now. Thirdly. We understand that there is a final day. In in, in Revelation 20. When he will be his final. Vanquished uh defeat and he will be thrown into the lake of fire forever and ever so he has been defeated he is being defeated and ultimately he will be defeated forever i I just have come to tell you that you need to understand as a child of god You need to understand as a revivalist, no matter how big the thing that come at you is, ultimately, if you stay in your confidence, it will end up under your feet. Because everywhere you set your feet, everywhere you set your feet belongs to you. Our Bible says that we have been elevated in Christ Jesus. Christ has been set over all things, and they're under his feet. And if they're under his feet, they're under our feet. I know it may not feel like it. I know it may not look like it, but my face says it is like it. See, until that final vanquishment, in the meantime, we have been given grace for the battle. We have been given grace for the battle. Grace to crush the serpent's head. Put that up there, Matt, or whoever's doing it. Matt always gets blamed. Matt ain't. Oh, there it is. That's my foot. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under my feet. Every step I take, I crush him under my feet. It may hurt. It may be weak. But he's under my feet. I'm telling you, God's got a word for this house. Everything you've been through, everything we've walked through, it's under our feet. It's crushing the enemy. He's like, I should have never touched him. I should have never came after them. My wife just told me I need to let you know she didn't, she didn't, she didn't even know I did that. I did that when she was gone. That's why I believe this is prophetic right here. And this isn't just another nice thing. I'm telling you, the enemy's under our feet. rest our church. The enemy's under our feet. Musicians, come get in place. Everybody stand. I'm going to say this right here because this is very important. Because I heard the Holy Spirit say, it's not just time to unlock the voice of revival, but it's time to loose the feet. It's time to loose the feet. Because you've got to understand, when we dance, it's just not because the music is easy to dance to. When we dance, it's just not a way that we worship. When we dance, you've got to understand, we are making a declaration of dominion. I said, it's time for battle. It's time to... It's time to loose the voices, and it's time to loose the feet, because every time you dance, hell is being crushed. Because you see... They would dance It had many purposes in Scripture and in the Hebrew uh, lifestyle, but one of the purposes of the dance was they would, they would welcome the victors of battle, and they would dance as they returned with the spoils of the enemy in their hands. And every time we dance, it is dominion being declared. We receive the spoils. We receive the spoils. We don't battle to battle. We battle for the spoil. Thank you for listening in to the Fresh Start Church podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. You can order Pastor Kim's book, Doorkeepers of Revival, at doorkeepersofrevival.com. And you can listen to Fresh Start Revival Worship on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you stream your music. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.